You're listening to Making Money Online with Lisa Johnson, the podcast that tells you what it really takes to build a business and the simple steps to get you there. I'm determined to share with you the reality of easy, simple business marketing tips to make passive income so that you can start making money online. Hi guys, Lisa Johnson here, bringing you this week's podcast. I have a guest with me this week. I want to introduce you to Carla Shahet. Carla is a life and business strategist, and she's also a fellow anti-bullying campaigner. And so I thought it would be really good to bring Carla on to chat about what to do if you are being bullied as an entrepreneur. And I don't just mean online. There's lots of different ways of being bullied. I mean, it is kind of prolific online at the moment in 2021 when I'm recording this. There's a lot of bullying going on and we see it all the time, but also offline and how that affects you as well and what kind of things you can do about it. Because it's all well and good talking about, you know, bullying and how it affects us. And and I've talked about it in past episodes because of the past of my um, bullying past. But actually, at some point, most entrepreneurs will feel bullied in some way or, and this is a bit controversial, will bully without realising they are bullying um, or without realising they're causing someone to feel bullied. And so rather than talk about, you know, how we all feel that, I know that helps when we talk about those things because other people go, oh, I don't feel so alone now. But I want to talk a bit about strategies as well to help with both of those situations um, so that, you know, there's something, there's a way out. There's some way you can feel like it's not going to ruin your entire business, which is how I felt early on. Um, So welcome, Carla, to the podcast. Thank you very much for having me, Lisa. Nice to Um, be here. So let's have a start. Like most people know my background and how I was bullied as a child. And then, you know, in the first year of my business, I was bullied really badly online by a group of competitor coaches who decided I shouldn't have space in the online world. Um, Tell me a bit about what you suffered, because you obviously moved here from a new country, from a different country to a new country. Um, Tell us a bit about what happened there. Yeah, so I had never experienced bullying until I came to this country. I came here aged just 15, two days after my birthday. I arrived having uh, an A-star in English when I was studying in Italy and not understanding a word, a single word, when I was plonked into an English school here as a 15-year-old and had to just get on with it. So I didn't really understand the words. However, I did understand that the remarks that were being shouted at me from a group of people were definitely disparaging remarks. Some of them went over my head, luckily, because I couldn't understand exactly what they were saying. <laughs> um, but I knew the feelings behind the words and that that the bullies were shouting at me. And, you know, I, I knew some of the insults were racist and they were calling me a lesbian sometimes or the P word, which at the time didn't know what, what meant, but I just knew it wasn't nice. <laughs> and, and I certainly understood when they would shout things like, go back to your own country. So that was my first uh, experience of being bullied. And as I said, because in a way, because I hadn't experienced it before, it kind of went over my head and didn't really affect me. Um, honestly, I it was almost hindsight that I realised I'd been bullied, yeah. um, and that I, and I only realised that I'd been through it myself unaffected, uh, which is unusual, I have to say, because the language barrier helped me to not react. I couldn't react; I didn't know how to. Yeah, <laughs> so I just that's, that's not a bad them. thing, I think. Sometimes <clears throat> like... that, that is actually a really good strategy, both for children and adults, and, and in business in particular. Not as you know very well yourself, as you've been taught. 
not reacting and, and um, it's, it's a very, very good strategy because you're not giving any satisfaction to the bully to keep going. And I always um, think, actually, you can't have a war or an argument with one person. So if one of you opts out, that kind absolutely. of stops it in its tracks. Yeah, that's a really good point. Absolutely right. Um, it just, you know, you're not feeding the trolls, as we've said before. So that was my first experience. And I, um, then as an adult, um, I started my professional career as a psychologist in social justice in Wandsworth in London. And I was working with children and families. And there I saw the worst kind of bullying that I could ever imagine exists. Physical violence, sexual abuse, uh, both children and adults, drugs that led to horrible, horrible types of bullying, um, mental bullying, you name it, I saw. And I was actually the first point of contact where people would refer, you know, the victims were referred to us. And I basically left in the end. (laughs) I opened my own counselling business because I just couldn't cope, especially with the children stuff. And it was really, really hard because, you know, I was working with uh, families that were of low socioeconomic status, usually with little or no education. And it was kind of a perpetual cycle of bullying. So I, I just couldn't, I mean, there's angels that work in these kind of spaces. And now I just, the kind of work I do is in, in charities, support women that flee situations that I witnessed uh, and ch- with children to escape from and get, get put safe from the, the kind of bullying that, you know, hopefully most people won't experience in their lifetime. And that's what, you know, really made me a, a really strong advocate for anti-bullying, <laughs> which most people don't know because I don't shout about it. But maybe with this interview, I decided to actually talk about it because it's really important. And we've had our, our discussions on our points of view on, on how we feel, you know, bullying is defined, for example. And then also a couple of years ago, um, I ha- I discovered lots of bruises on my son. And, you know, he's, a, he's quite a boisterous boy. And I just thought, oh must be playing in the playground but actually eventually he opened up thankfully but only after several months we discovered that he'd been physically bullied by a particular boy with anger issues poor child and decided to use my son as a punch bag because <sighs> I'd always taught my children not to retaliate and he was too worried about him getting into even more trouble because he was a trouble so yeah so I'm <laughs> very close to my heart obviously yeah um, it's tricky isn't it the whole teaching people not to retaliate because that's what we do teach we teach people not to retaliate and I remember at school being taught not to retaliate not to do anything back and now when I think back there is a part of me that wishes I'd just punched one of them in the face because then it would have stopped but I was I was an emotional punch bag for all of them um, because I never retaliated ever um um, and now as an adult, I think we're told not to retaliate as well. And I can see how it's a good thing in some ways, because it does take you out of a situation like people can't have an argument with you if That's right. you're not kind of defending yourself back. But sometimes you want to defend, don't you? Because somebody says something online about you and your immediate reaction, if it's a lie, is to want to tell the truth about your side Absolutely. of the story. And I used to do that a lot. And now I don't because what is the point? You know, mm. um, you could go on and on. But what I'd love to discuss with you first, because this is how this podcast kind of started with our discussions offline, is about defining bullying. And I think it's a really interesting one. Um, from what I've seen, you know, we've seen bullying as in hardcore bullying. You know, I've had a knife to my throat. You've worked with people who have been in some awful situations. And bullying can be described as so many different things. For instance, I had somebody that I decided I did not want to be a client this year. 
And when I asked them, you know, when I get, had that discussion with them and said, look, this, the kind of things you're doing aren't in integrity with my values. And so I think it would be better for both of us if you were to leave the program. And um, she agreed and said, yeah, actually, it's not really working for me. I, I'd like to leave the program. And so we went our separate ways. And then all over Facebook, it was that I had bullied her out of the program. And I think it's really interesting how people use bullying for so many different things. Um, that to me wasn't bullying. It was a discussion and she left. But it's whether she, it's hard to explain, but it's whether is bullying if bullying if somebody feels bullied or is bullying bullying if you actually have bullied well we had our own little discussion about this didn't we so yeah. uh, it's a really really interesting topic because the truth is to me is that nobody can really ever deny anyone else about how they feel True. and I think and nor should anyone ever be invalidated for feeling bullied because bullying doesn't always show up as a violent act as you experience with a knife to your throat or it can be actually very subtle and covert. And that's what controlling narcissists do, for example. You know, that's, that's bullying. Um, yeah. and it's very invisible. And it can be just implied sometimes. But it's also true that the person that feels victimized also carries, we all carry trauma. Trauma is part of life. Um, and unless you're aware of it and you work through it, your perception of things can be affected by your, you know, mindset blueprint of, things that have happened to you in the past and so you overreact or you take things personally it happened to me very recently with something you said and you know thankfully through our discussions I was really able to see your point of view and I think you were able to see mine it was yeah um yeah and so but that's not always an opportunity available so I think it's really important to not kind of dismiss someone that's feeling bullied because although it might not be intended as such by dismissing someone feeling bullied then it means that they don't feel, uh, you know, able Heard. to talk about it. They feel, yeah, and they feel, and then it gets hidden because, oh, you know, unless you have a knife to your throat, then you're not a victim of bullying. But that's not the truth because women, for example, who suffer, or even in the workplace, because you're talking about entrepreneurship here, there's so many people that lead with a, an iron fist and they mm. bully the, the team, or and they don't realize they're doing it because that's how they were brought up and that's how they learned to be. And, you know, it's, it's very common for people that have been bullied, for example, to build a very, very strong wall of protection against themselves and then they become almost bullies yeah. without, of, of course, without intending to. So the, the one thing that I always teach both my clients and my children at home and myself, because I have, to remind, I have it printed on a, on a poster in my house, and I always use the word think before you write anything online, before you speak to anybody. And it's hard. It's not easy to always do this, but the word think and and it stands, it's an acronym. It, it stands for something to prompt you to remember to to think before you write or speak. Is it T for true? Is it H helpful? Is it I inspiring? Is it N necessary? And is it K kind? Because and the last two things, necessary and kind for me, are probably the most important letters within that um, kind of reminder word. Because I really think everything, no matter what and how, no matter how small, it can always be said or shared or talked from a place of, with heart and with compassion and and, it, and thoughtfulness and kindness, basically. Yeah, and it's, I agree not, with that. I think yeah. there's, um, there's there, there's a few things here just to pick up on before we carry on. Mm -hmm. I think the first one is, I do think we have to be careful not to define everything as bullying because then it becomes an issue that 
you can't even state an opinion because somebody might think that it's bully. You like they feel bullied because you've stated your right. opinion. I'm definitely seeing online it going more and more that way. I get called a bully every time somebody doesn't like my opinion. Like, you know, that happens. And I and I definitely am not bullying them. They might feel bullied, but half the time I don't think they actually do. I think it's just a nice, easy word to use on somebody that's an anti-bullying campaigner. Um yeah. Do you think there's a problem like if we water it down so much that bullying just means I don't agree with you, then I think we have a problem because then people will start not seeing bullying as a big problem. And it is a big problem. Like we both know it's a big problem. It's interesting what you say about the thing. And I, I, I like that acronym. I like the acronym that you have there with like, is it true? You know, is it necessary? Is it kind? But even there, I do think everything we put online and everything we say should think about those things. But I think you can't always be kind. So, for instance, if I am wanting to have a bit of tough love with mm-hmm. and say, look, guys, like, I understand that you're not getting very far with what you're doing on right now, but that's because you, you're not doing it. You're not putting the work in. That often, when I do that, doesn't feel very kind. Um mm-hmm but it's necessary. It needs to be said, otherwise they will stay stuck in the same place. But then on the other side of it, I think there are ways to be able to say things in a different way. So before when I used to call out the, you know, I'm known for calling out some of the things in the industry that aren't very good things, that aren't nice things, getting conned by. And how I used to come at it was from a, this is not good stop doing it kind of a way. And that didn't feel very kind to me. And it didn't feel... I didn't feel very nice doing it. And now I've realized there is a way of doing it that is kinder. And that is with empathy. Like, so for instance, I might start something off with, if you're using this scarcity tactic in business, I understand why you are. We've all been taught to use it. So um, there's no judgment here. However, please stop bloody doing it. (laughs) You know, it is not the right thing to do. It calls out stuff in the industry, but from a different way. Um, And so it's read with a different feeling and people do feel less kind of like oh my god she's talking about me this is like feel victimized and so I I completely agree with you that there are ways to do things as well what are some of the um the strategies that you have for people that are feeling bullied in any way whether online or offline we spoke before about power and I'd love you to talk me through your views on that yeah, so the, the the things that I mostly uh, work with, with the clients that I choose to work with, are three things mainly. Uh, number one is, as you said, everybody has power. The learning about what your power is, so it stops things like comparisonitis. And you look at everyone else and what they're doing, and it feels makes you feel like an imposter and makes you feel like you're not good enough. So I help my clients pull out their power um, so that they don't feel less than and and also because I think when your when your perception of yourself when your self-concept is low you become a little bit of a snowflake especially online because online removes lots of kind of human barriers and you know we find things you know we find these things more offensive or we find it easier to say certain things that we wouldn't say face to face so but I think when you know what your power is and you're empowered by your own power um you're just a stronger person so that's one of my jobs as a coach as a mentor to to help each client to find what that, that is, so that they can feel strong in, in their own abilities, in their own mind, in their own goals, and, and stop looking around and stop really caring about external factors that we cannot control. Because 
you know, like you rightly said, you know, when I said all oh, things can be said with kindness, and you said, well, sorry, I said to you something like, oh, um, things can be said in a less judgmental way, and you said, well, my opinion is always going to be judgmental with my opinion, <laughs> and I was like, actually, you're absolutely right. You know, it is a judgment. We always make judgments, and it's it's up to the person and how they're receiving it to then figure out why they're feeling a certain way about it. And, and that and is course, power, isn't it? That's power. That's, if you have power and you realise you have power, you can decide how you feel about something. And actually, one of the things you said earlier about not um, responding, sometimes taking back your power when you feel powerless, if you're being bullied or victimised online or offline, is to not is to not respond. That is power in itself, isn't it? To yeah. not feel like you have to fight back. And also it gives you, the reason I always say don't respond, don't react, is because a reaction that you're absolutely right it means that the person that's triggered you has the power but you can just hold back and wait and think about it and realize things that you know in the first instance you're not going to be able to realize because you're you're triggered and so you're you know you're not in your body essentially you're just kind of reacting which we is all never good in anything like, I've been there <laughs> <laughs> yeah, me too um and it's a learned skill you know once you learn what your power is and you have you know some help in figuring that out you can really own yourself and it, it feels very different. You don't, you really don't care as much about, you know, how other people see you. And I've seen you develop into that even in the couple of years that I've been following. Yeah. You know, you just and you actually said it. I don't care what people think. Actually, it's human nature to care, and we all like to be liked. But to a certain extent, you know, there has to be balance. And you know, if you then have to feel muzzled on your Facebook page, for example, because you know people like me might take offence, and you know they they will call you a bully or they'll feel emotionally bullied, then you're never going to be able to speak. So. It's definitely a fine balance to be able it's to... It's a balance, it yeah. yeah. And, and it, but honestly, it's people have thought that things were about them before. And even, you know, not not to you, but other people have, have thought, you know, oh, this must be about me. And it's made me really realise that even with no intention at all, mm. people could feel bad by something I say. And I do take that on board and I do kind of try and think before I write something. Um but it's hard because, you know, even if I write an email, for instance, I'm going to give you a real life example. I wrote an email about me going to a steakhouse. You know, my Friday emails are always a little bit funny. Yeah. I wrote one about going to a steakhouse. And somebody wrote to me who was a vegetarian and said that she felt victimized by the email. And it made me yeah. go, I don't know how I'm ever going to be able to speak about anything without someone feeling bad about yeah. it. And it was at that point, which was about a year and a half ago, that I went, I've got to stop trying to filter anything and just write whatever I want to write. Some people yeah. are going to think it's about them. Some people aren't. Some people are going to feel victimized by what I'm saying. Some people aren't. But if I have, if I had started to kind of get to this point where every time I wrote something, I thought to myself, would anyone feel hurt by this? Might Would anyone feel this might be about them? And there was never a time when it was no. Yeah. And <laughs> so, you end up being paranoid and you can't be yourself anymore. And that's yeah. how uh, you know, lots of things for lots of different people, and we're just not ourselves, which is really not a great thing, not a great place to be in to to not know who you are. So yeah, definitely. So, not a good so one is power. Tell us your second um, strategy. The second one that I teach, um, and it's really really important, I think, for anyone, no matter whether you're an entrepreneur or anyone. I think having an advocate, everybody needs one. Having, a, I have, I always have more than one coach in my life because I need to be pushed I need to be supported and for me I'm that person for my clients I advocate their dreams their vision their goals 
um, and you know it, it helps you to accelerate towards the kind of life that you want to create, the kind of business you want to have. I mean, have you ever heard of a Serena Williams not having a coach, or <laughs> you know the, the top most successful people, you know, sportsmen and you know even people like singers that are famous that, that, that have done really well in their career, they all have a coach, they have a vocal coach, they have a you know all sorts of like physical coach, man, mindset coaches. There's a reason for that, and there is a reason yeah. that, and and I really strongly believe that having an advocate really leads you to success more quickly than doing things by yourself. Yeah. It definitely, is. and, and even it, having a mastermind, um, what I've seen in there is that people often come into the mastermind because they just want a group of people that have their back, so yeah. that they don't feel as scared to say the things they want to say on social media or, or to write yeah. the do lives and things because they know there's some people there that will have their back and be there for them, and that's like yeah. having an advocate or, or advocates. And it can yeah. definitely make you feel um, like you have a little bit more power. Yeah, and absolutely, that's that's a, you hit the nail on the end. It's it's about having knowing that you've got someone in your corner, uh, because you know business it can be tough. You know, it's yeah. up and down, and you know when you have the big failures. I do speech marks with my fingers, even though you can't see me. Uh, they are massive learning opportunities, but sometimes we don't see that if we don't have someone that has our back because we're feeling down. We're feeling like we've got a lot of work in and got nothing out of it but we always do get something out of it so it's important to have someone in our corner someone that has our back that, that puts us back on track and shows us you know the things that we need to see when we can't see them for ourselves yeah. and then um the third thing that I always teach my clients is that it doesn't matter what dark place you're at it doesn't matter how bad you feel how terrible your situation is in any moment or you know in any part of your life there is always a solution there's always a way out and as a coach, as a therapist, um, as a parent, I've seen this time and time again. You know, there is, it's never the end. There is always a solution. And I think that's really important to to remember. Yeah, I have a tattoo on my wrist to remind me of that. Of oh, really? a semicolon um, to remind me that it is never the end of the story. Like, even when you think it's the end of the story, the story goes on and you will feel in a very different place at another time. And I had that because of what happened to me when I was younger, when I was being bullied. Um, at that point, you know, when I was 21 years old, I thought that was the end. I didn't really want to be here anymore because I thought that was the end of the story and that's how it was always going to be. And if, you know, if you look at me now compared to then, like would that 16 to 21 year old have known that this was going to be my life and that I would be living like my dreams really? Um, yeah. No, not at all. So you never know what's around the corner and having that tattoo just always reminds me that in case um, and helps me. <laughs> I love that. That. Yeah, I love that. I also have a tattoo on the same place that reminds me to be me. What is your <laughs> tattoo? I it's my, my tattoo is slightly bigger. So this is a, a calligrapher's uh, uh, tattooist calligraphy that reminds me every time I wash my face, it reminds me to just be me. Oh, and not to, Because I, I'm a recovering people pleaser. So for me, this is a really, really important reminder to own my own power, which is what I now teach my clients. I wish you yeah. could see the tattoo, guys. It's a really, really nice <laughs> tattoo. <laughs> um, so we've talked a bit about, you know, defining bullying. We've talked about some strategies to deal with bullying. I think one of the ways that I've dealt with it in the last few years, and I didn't used to deal with it well, I think everybody knows, <laughs> um, but the one of the ways I deal with it now is to realise that hurt people hurt people. And so when somebody is, is how, you know, my perception of bad to me online, and, and actually m my perception is skewed 
because of the bullying I had when I was younger. So I would take things more to heart than a person, for instance, that hasn't been bullied when they were younger. I would see it more as bullying. And um, how I've dealt with that is to look at them and realise that actually for somebody to say something nasty about me online means that they're going through something. There's, There's no happy people that do that to other people. And if they're going through something, well, that can't be nice, can it? And so if if you start to look at things like that and see where people have their own foibles, you never know what's going on in someone's life. So you never know why they might be doing something. And yes, they might be taking it out on you, but actually you don't know what's really going on on the other side. It changes you and it makes you feel um, less scared and angry and more empathetic to them as what you see as a bully. Because I don't think they're there are, and this has really changed me in the last few years. I don't think there are bullies. I think there are people that do things to protect themselves, protect their own mindsets and protect how they're feeling at the time, whether they're feeling like a failure, whether, you know, if I think about some of the nasty things people have said to me, like, God, you know, she's lying about how much money she earns or, or she's a, she's a horrible person. Um, she shouldn't be in business or any of those kind of things, or she'll, she'll disappear within a year and this kind of thing. When I first thought that, heard that, I was like, God, what horrible people, they are bullies. Now I can see it for what it is, which is, you know, they, they're feeling like a failure. They're feeling like they're not secure. And by actually saying things about someone else, it makes them feel better for a period of time. It's their protector parts coming out and trying to protect themselves. Um, So no one's really a bully. They behave in a way that is bullying because of how they feel. And that does, for for a victim, and I did used to feel like a victim, um, make you feel a lot better when you realise that. Because then it's not just somebody that like, has a, a thing that they hate you. It's an issue that they have about themselves. I could not agree more with every word you said. And, you know, bullies are born from hurt. So when when we consider that, if we if we stop labelling people, yeah. um, uh, you know, as bullies or as anything, um, and we start maybe looking with compassion, with heart and, and with empathy, like you said, it just releases your anger and it makes you better. You know, it's a bit like forgiveness. Forgiveness isn't for the other person, it's for yourself. Yeah. Um, so that you don't have to live with the stress and the anger, which actually affects you on a physical level and makes you ill. So, um, you yeah. know, trauma affects us so much um, on a physical level, we don't realise. And, you know, those people that are angry and act, act out in a way that isn't really them, they're hurting themselves as well, because it's not nice to be horrible. Yeah. You know, no one wants to be that way. So, yeah, I absolutely agree. And that's what I was saying before. You, We all have trauma and we all are triggered by different things. And it's hurt people hurting people. And if we can only have this awareness, and I think that's what it is. It's about educating the people that are behaving badly by behaving better ourselves. Yeah. By not reacting, by acting with kindness in, in response to their anger. Yeah, there's a great charity that I am an ambassador for could, called Bullies Out, and they see things very much that way. So they don't call people bullies. They say people that have bullied because that's, doesn't, that's not who they are. That's not their identity. They've done a thing. Um, and they help not just the bullied, but also the people that have bullied and the bystander, because I think being a bystander and, and seeing that happen can mm-hmm. be um, can be 
something that you need to deal with as well. Um, guys, I'll put the link to Bullies Out in the show notes. Um, I would love it if you could become a member. It's only £5 for the year and all of the work they do um, to educate people is amazing. And the more we can educate people from a younger age as well, then the less we're going to have this as adults. Um, Carla, thank you for being here. It's been a great conversation. Um, I love talking about things like this because the more we talk about things, the less people feel alone in how they feel. Um, and the more, and, and, you know, that's not just people who have been bullied, but people that might be doing things right now that they don't feel proud of, that they don't feel great about what they're doing. Um, sometimes it, they need to hear that, you know, it's not necessarily their real self that is doing it and just a part of them. Um, that yeah. is trying to protect them and and you can change that you know we can all change those bits about ourselves that we don't love um so yeah it's it's a great conversation to have and there'll be more conversations definitely about this on the podcast um if people want to come and hang out with you and um see the kind of things that you're up to where's the best place for them to do that i think right now the best place is coming to my website carlashowhet.com I don't know if you can put a link somewhere uh, if you will. want to, or or just look me up on uh, Facebook. I'm always on there on my personal profile. I, I do a lot of public posting because I want to share as much as possible the learnings that I have in my life and in my business with everyone. So, oh, yeah, fantastic. Oh, well, it's been great having this conversation. What I love about having this conversation is that Carla and I had a bit of a, a thing on Facebook not too long ago where uh, something I said Carla thought was about her and um, reacted, you know, thinking that maybe I was bullying her. And we were able to have a very frank, very open conversation about what was meant, what wasn't meant, how it made her feel, how it made me feel. And I think if more people could just do that, it things would be solved a lot quicker. And that's why we decided to have this discussion because there's always different sides to every story. There's always different truths to every truth. Not everybody's truth is the same. Um, and it's just, you know, hearing about those things from different people that make us understand others more, um, which is important for these kind of things. So, Absolutely. yeah. Absolutely. You can discover a lot by yourself uh, about yourself by having those conversations as well. So you grow from it as well. You definitely yeah. do. So thank you for being so open do. with us on here um, and uh, for coming on. And I will speak to you soon. And guys, thank you for listening. Go to the show notes for the Bullies Out link as well. And I will speak to you next week for another podcast. Thank you for listening to Making Money Online with Lisa Johnson. If you'd like to get hold of my guide to launching, go to lisajohnson.com forward slash launch and let's get you making money online.